I, I would ask the church to start a new tradition. Are you in the traditions? On Sunday morning, when either Wilma or Elizabeth start playing their prelude, worship starts. So when you first hear that clunk, 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 or whatever it is, <laughs> if, if you would might go to an attitude of prayer, it might uh, help us to prepare our hearts a little better for worship. Our fellowship is an important thing, but I invite you to stay after worship and we can have fellowship there. Uh, but let's just try that on Sunday morning when the piano start bringing the ministry of music or uh, Becca plays whatever instrument she brings that day that we focus on Christ in the cross. There's a fountain filled with blood Thy word is a lamp.
church. The words are all the same for whatever direction you're watching this morning. If you're on Facebook Live, if you're on the YouTube, if you're on podcast in Germany, or if you're on 87.7, or if you're in this beautiful sanctuary this morning, the message is the same to all of you. Do you know what the message is? This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And good Sunday morning, church. It is good to see the Haggy family back in worship this morning. God bless you. And to you two educators, thank you for all that you have done this past year uh, to make the schools a little bit safer for the young people. We do acknowledge you for that. Some announcements for you. First, I'll share the announcements that were brought to us. Rob, this isn't to you because I'm the one that delivered this one. It says, thank you so much for bringing us soup and sandwiches. Compliments to the chefs. We love it and appreciate it. A homemade lunch. You are a blessing to the community. Brown City Physical Therapy. That will be on the bulletin board along with this invitation to the church uh, for Grace Schlaud's open house on June 13th uh, from 3 to 6. And then this Thursday, well, tomorrow night is Staff Parish. Uh, Kevin Miller, if you're watching us this morning from Facebook Live, I know you're on the other side of the state with your new grandbaby. Uh, Staff Parish tomorrow night. And then Thursday morning, this is new for you, Thursday morning at 10 o'clock, the administrative board meets the church this week on Thursday morning. Ladies Bible study at Phyllis's house on Tuesday morning. And that is one more. Diana Bush's son Joe. God whispered his name and called him home. Uh, visitation is Tuesday at the Missionary Church on the other end of town uh, from 11 to 1. And the celebration of life at 1 o'clock with a luncheon to follow. Any announcements from anybody else? Wait for Gimp, he'll be there in a minute. Oh, Eldon's running, so he'll get there a lot quicker. What's that? 
Yes. Okay. Um, there's going to be two clipboards passed around this morning. Uh, we need help for uh, Brown City Days for a hot dog uh, roast and for our bake sale. And we need donations um, of baked things. Um, so just please fill up as many as you can. We need lots of help. Any other announcements? That much? Side so they don't get confused of which one they did. Okay. The severity of it all is that uh, when I walked into the sanctuary this morning, there were lilies here in a flower arrangement. Uh, they're outside now uh, because within two minutes of breathing them, I started to have an asthma attack where I got really scratched. Uh, was losing the voice. I went out to the vehicle and got my inhaler a few times, but. Uh, we cannot bring in Easter lilies. It was almost Rob's turn to preach again this morning. You, you said you'd like to be spontaneous, brother. Just so you know, that's how fast uh, they affect me. And I know it's not all about me, and I never want it to be about me. It's always about the cross. Any other announcements? Then let's join our hearts in prayer this morning. And in the busyness of your world, just try to clear your mind for a moment. For the cross that you're carrying this morning, reach out and touch the hem of his garment. The Holy Spirit was present in this place before we arrived. But then the Holy Spirit comes alive through us. Because we are equipped with the Holy Spirit in us. So Father, I pray that your words would be clearly heard this day. I pray if there's sin in the life of the believers this morning, they confess it before you. Father, we're living in a world where they're trying to change everything that's biblical. Father, we're not changing that here. We gather here this morning to worship you, to praise you and to thank you. We gather here this morning and you have set the table before us. And Satan even tried to trip us up in the preparation of Holy Communion. The devil's lie. And we bind him from this place. Have thy own way, Lord. Have thy own way. Young disciples. Is there someone prepared to do the message?
old disciples. Come on, let's have some old disciples down here. Well, I was going to talk a little bit. Sorry. You won't? No, I don't. I'm sorry. I was going to talk to the kids a little bit about what's in the Bible, um, about all the stories in there. When um, Mary Lou asked me to do children's sermon, um, she told me Proverbs, and I heard 17 through 22, but I didn't hear chapter 17. So I went all through Proverbs and read all the chapters, 17 through 22. Um, but um, I was going to talk about, um, well, I was going to talk about some different things that were in the Bible and about um, creation and the end of the world. And, and um, there's, um, in the middle, there's Psalms, and right next to it is Proverbs. And Proverbs tells a lot about different things, about um, what you should do and what you shouldn't do to live a good life, um, and um, the story of Solomon and how he asked for wisdom, and I was going to ask the kids about what is wisdom. So what is wisdom? God. Oh, that's a cheap answer. <laughs> what is wisdom? You don't know. Jesus and his, and his helper, Jesus and his helpers. He's helping us, okay. Well, um, wisdom is not only being smart and just doing the right things, but it is, um, it's um, knowing what God would want you to do and do those things in your heart um, to love other people, to do for them what they need, and to live a righteous life in God. Okay? And we'll say a little prayer. Lord, be with us this week and, and throughout our lives. Be, show us all the things that you'd have us do, and help us to love as you would, have, as you would love. We thank you and praise you now and forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And now you all you guys get a little bit of Happy trails to you. Kate, she, meant, she was very attentive to your message. That's a little bit of that spontaneity that we were thinking about this morning. I don't know about you, church, but usually I get something pretty powerful from the children's message. And knowing the way some of these characters act.
were down here with you. It was appropriate. Our hearts and our prayers go out to Diane's family and the McLeod family this morning. Our hearts and our prayers go out to Aunt Diane and her struggle with cancer and all the other beautiful people that are struggling with cancer. Linda needs prayers. On Tuesday, she's having a pacemaker put in. And um, we just hope that God is with her through it and that the doctor's hands are guided during her surgery. I got a couple of prayer requests. Uh, our banjo player for the Black River Boys is Barry Brinker. He's having his gallbladder taken out tomorrow, and I'd like to have him have the blessing of Jesus with him and make it go right. And uh, next weekend, the Christian motorcycle group that I belong to, we have been requested to Mackinac City to do the blessing of the bikes up there. I guess there's supposed to be 2,000 bikers up there, and I'd like to have traveling mercies and things for that, and we thank you all for that. Are you guys going to be on the bridge? On the bridge. I have a, a high school friend um, message me uh, for prayers for her mother. She had uh, breast cancer several years ago, and they found out last week it has metastasized to her liver. So her name is Carol. a joy. Last night, yesterday afternoon, we went to Madison Heights to our youngest grandchild and granddaughter um, graduated from high school with honors and uh, she's going on to Alma College and uh, she's just a beautiful young lady. We really had a good time except the, it was on the football field we got to sit on the bleachers so I'm barely moving today. <laughs> I would ask prayers for my brother's family, for Lloyd Seeley's family. They all are going to be going home in the next day or three. And uh, some of them are wanting to go and have tickets to go to the Tiger football game. Or, uh, wow, that's, that was not right, was it? Baseball game. <laughs> so I, I will appreciate that. And if you can work it out that I could get some tickets to the Tiger football game, I want to go to. Um, yesterday, we had uh, the shower for my daughter, Naomi, um, a baby shower. She's due next month. They traveled up from Virginia. 
for this. And then last night they left and went over to the west side of the state where his folks are, and they're having another shower there. Um, I would just, well, not only for traveling, but I'd also like prayers for Nomi's heart. Thank you for that, Kate. Anyone else? Let's join our hearts again. The Lord looks down from heaven and sees the whole human race. From, from his throne he observes all who live on the earth. He has made their hearts. So he understands everything they do. The best equipped army cannot save a king, nor can great strength power the warrior. Don't count on your war horses to give you victory for all of its strength. It cannot save you. But the Lord watches over those who fear him those who rely on failing love. He rescues them from death and keeps them alive in times of famine. Put your hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice. For we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord. For our hope is in you alone. Portions of the 33rd Psalm. Father, some grieve over the loss of a loved one. May their hope be in you. Some are facing surgeries. Some are recovering from surgery. Your word says that you are still the great physician. Your word also says at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. So, Father, for those who are struggling even to believe, or even doubting Thomas struggled in his belief, 
revealed to the heart that you are the great I am. Some are seeking traveling mercies and traveling blessings. Blessings of the bike on the Mackinac Bridge. Roaring chariots will park and stop and humble and pray. You have equipped doctors that they can remove parts from our being. So we just ask a blessing on those who need new parts. For our sweet Linda, as they prepare to put a pacemaker on her heart. And Henry, who's having his gallbladder removed. And Carol, who's struggling with cancer again. Lloyd, thank you for the privilege to meet some of the Seeley family. There are unspoken requests. I think of Gino this morning, Father. I just continue to pray that you would continue to strengthen his body. We pray for this great nation and those who have been elected into office. I think of Julie and Kevin this morning as they rejoice over a new grandbaby. Father, thank you that school is out for a while. Our educators are tired and some are weary. They've earned their rest. I lift up Brother Marcel to you this morning, Father. That he might just touch you. There's probably some that we're forgetting to mention. But you know all things. Thank you for the beauty of a flower garden. Thank you for the beauty of your sunsets. Thank you for the beauty of the day. Here's as we pray, as we pray our Father, 
who art in heaven, Uh, many of you have brought your offering and your tithes forward. And, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be Wilma or Elizabeth that plays, but while they play for a moment, you still have time to bring your tithe forward. Father, we thank you for the tithes that are gathered this morning, and they bring gifts and offerings, and you allow us to be your church. Father, we need fresh wind into the denomination of the United Methodist Church. You are still the great I am. Your word hasn't changed. And we stand on holy ground this day. We will honor the scriptures and we will honor you, the Savior of all of us. Have thy own way, Lord. Have thy own way. 
Amen. I want to tell you a funny story, but I think I'll share the scripture first. From the 17th chapter of Proverbs, Kate. Starting with verse 17 of 17. A friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help in time of need. Poor judgment to guarantee another person's debt or put security up for a friend. Anyone who loves to quarrel loves sin. Anyone who trusts in high walls invites disaster. The crooked heart will not prosper. The lying tongue tumbles into trouble. It is painful to be a parent of a fool. There is no joy for the father of a rebel. And verse 22. A cheerful heart is good medicine. But a broken spirit saps a person's strength. The word of God for the people of God. Now, before I share the message with you, I want to share what I find is a very humorous, humorous story. I think it was last week or the week before when I told you about my ticket that I got from the state police officer who was hiding in the bushes at the Baptist church. (laughs) That's one way to put it, right? Yeah. So I had to call the Benzie Courthouse to find out how much my ticket was. Wasn't that bad. I almost called a lady friend of ours from Fish Camp who's judge, who, whose husband is the judge in Benzie County. But I didn't do that. I graciously paid the fine. It amounted to uh, us not going to the horseshoe for four meals. This is what it amounted to, and usually they're $40 meals. You do the math. So yesterday, on a beautiful Saturday afternoon after uh, we did the celebration of life for Lloyd Seeley and uh, the ladies were done downstairs, it was a great opportunity to drive over and get a root beer float at the A&W in Yale. And then we're coming back home and we're coming down Galbraith line. No, you have no idea where this story's going. So I'm driving along at 54 miles an hour, and all of a sudden the sheriff car pulls up next to us and keeps on going. And we look at each other like, That has never happened before. (laughs) That was a reckoning. 
I wanted so bad to catch up to him. <laughs> it's entitled, Are You Taking the Right Medicine? For several months, uh, we have watched Diane. You know, she's full of cancer. They give her all kinds of medicine. Have run morphine, have run pills, and all these things. And I can't use the words that Todd used to describe her, uh, but she had lost her mind. Nothing made sense. She couldn't sleep, she couldn't eat. Uh, she'd lay down for five minutes, she'd wake up, not being able to carry on a normal conversation, lay back down, go into a dream, uh, sit back up in five minutes, look around, maybe say something that didn't make much sense, lay back down and go right back into that same dream. And uh, we watched this, and it was uh, 24 hours, 24 hours at a time, this just didn't stop. And the family decided, we're going to take her off all medicine. And they did. They stopped all medicine. And about two weeks, maybe, it took all that medicine to get out of her system. And other than the fact that her, her body is full of cancer, she can carry on a normal conversation. Uh, she can lay down and sleep soundly for hours. She can get up and walk. She can go restroom and do things, you know, go into the kitchen and make some tea and uh, know who people are there with her. That's where I come up with this. Are you taking the right medicine? Now I'm going to really flip it on you, okay? That's how I am. We too had the privilege to go to one of our granddaughter's uh, graduation this past week. She goes to Libertarius Christian School over by Grand Rapids, Michigan. There were only 13 graduates. There's a picture of all 13 of them. They all had to give their favorite Bible verse. From our granddaughter, Callista. Her favorite Bible verse is Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Never in my Christian journey as a scripture hit me so dead on 
I mean, right now. It's on the big screen, and it's like out of the mouth of babes. Why didn't I know that? I knew it, but why didn't I know that? I knew it, but why didn't I know that? I knew it, but why didn't I know that? The, the battle belongs to the Lord, not to us. And the medicine that we need is the unchanging gospel of Jesus Christ. And our faith needs to be so strong that we let go and let God. And then we wouldn't struggle the way that we do. I found it amazing that... Uh, I know of a school who canceled baccalaureate because they were afraid God might be mentioned in the school. And we go to this school and trust and obey is the theme. That if you trust God and you obey him, everything is going to be okay. So why do we struggle the way that we do? And then, in, how many are cheerful this morning? Any cheerful people? Half, half cheerful? This is not directed towards you. This is directed towards those folks out in the world that aren't cheerful, that are miserable, that are struggling, that have no hope. If they would just put their hope and their trust in Jesus Christ, their situation would be different. A merry heart makes cheerful countenance, but sorrow of the heart will break your spirit. There's too many broken-spirited people in our world right now. There's so many people that don't know if they're going right or left, or they don't know if they still have faith or not because of the way the world is and uh, in our denomination how they're wanting us to change some things that were more of the world than of, the, of God's word. And God's word tells us clearly to be in the world but not of the world. We need to stand our faith strongly wherever we're at and not waver because that's what our neighbor does or that's what society it's and it sort of just came to me this morning when I'm, I'm listening to the ladies play and we're talking about barbecues and sod farms and every other topic in the world but we forget that on that right here this is holy ground 
And when we come into this place, we should come in with a, a spirit to want to worship him and honor him and humble ourselves before him. And that's why I ask if maybe we try it a little bit different, that when we hear this, we go into an attitude of worship, that we put the busyness and the craziness of the world aside just for a few moments. Scripture says all we have to do is be still. I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to be still. The only time I'm still is when I'm sleeping. But then I toss and turn all night long. Well, not all night long because I don't sleep all night. That's okay. We need to just breathe and let him breathe into us. Ouch. In Proverbs 13, 7, his word speaks to us about cleansing our greediness. What's greediness? When you eat the whole pie instead of just a piece? That's sort of being greedy, right? Trying to be the first one in the buffet and taking all the chicken. Self-discipline is a tough journey. I think I love every sweet known to the making of woman's kitchen. I'm trying to discipline myself. We go downstairs for the fellowship luncheon yesterday and they have this beautiful table set up. There was no baked cookies. There was chocolate fudge. There were about 55 cupcakes over here. Gas station cobbler in the middle. That's a joke. all these sweets and every time I got near the table one of our beautiful ladies would say well pastor you should have one of these or would you like one of these no I don't because I can't have just one if I have one cupcake I'm going to have two cupcakes if I have one piece of cobbler I'm going to want two pieces of cobbler so I want to focus more on consuming more of God, letting more Jesus fill me up. I struggle just like you do, uh, probably a little bit more than you do, uh, because I have my own personal struggles, and then I get a lot of, and, but mind you, this is not a complaint, but this is what I do. I get a lot of struggles that come from you this way, and I, I praise God for that. But I need to fill myself up more with Jesus. And you need to fill yourself more with Jesus. And be greedy about it. Because it's okay to be greedy for some things. Be greedy for more of God's word in your life. Dare I ask some of you if you have picked this up in 2020 and read any of it yet? I got to get into it every day. Because every day I have an opportunity to stumble. 
Because Satan, the devil, the evil one is going to want to trip us up. Proverbs. It's all about Proverbs today. You ever get disappointed? Went to pick up my new glasses this week so I can see. And uh, these are my old glasses. Get to the eye doctor and they give me my new pair of glasses and I put them on and I immediately say something's not right here. From my chair in the optical optometrist office, I look at a building across the street because when Doc brought me the new eyes, I could see clearly, I could read that two football fields away. They bring me my new glasses in. It's foggier than it is now. And I thought, Lord, help me, Jesus. They made an error. They had to reorder them. But you know what? I know they were talking about us when we left. I know they were. Because we didn't scream at them. We didn't blame them for doing it wrong. We were upbeat and loving. And my comment to the optometrist as I'm walking out the door, she says, I'm sorry to make you come back. And I looked at her and I said, doctor, you're worth it. I don't mind. Our spirit needs to be that of Christ in this day and age with all of the stuff. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but a grievous word will stir up anger. What you say to your spouse, what you say to your kids, what you say to your friends, what you say in your workplace, you can either have a tongue that is sharp as a two-edged sword and you can cut them deep or you can be sweet and gentle and humble in spirit. What kind of medicine are you on this morning? I hope and I pray that it's good medicine. Scripture even says in Proverbs 16 that if you are gossiping, Dare I say there are gossipers in God's church? Yes, I dare say that. <laughs> Scripture says, stop. Stop. It's hard to change old habits. He can do all things. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. You can do all things through him who gives you strength. Proverbs 17 again. If you haven't read the book of Proverbs lately, I encourage you to do it. It even speaks of loving your family. Loving your family. Oh my, I got, I got to sit down for a minute on that one. You know how I found out my grandmother died? 
I read it in the newspaper. That sort of hurt. She called my sister one time. One when we were having a family Christmas party. And Missy said, well, we already had that. Maybe some of you have situations in your family similar. You know where I found my family? At the foot of the cross. We come from different mothers. We come from different fathers. Not really, if you think about it, we have the same father, God the Father. I've learned unconditional love in the church. I've learned how to be accepted in the church but I also seen the other side of the church. Went on vacation one time from the church and came back and somebody had stole my laptop out of my office in the church. We're the church. Some of the world out there doesn't want to come in here because of the way we are in here sometimes. So if we adjust it just a little bit, maybe things would change. And you know where it starts? With everyone. Can't just be the pastor. I love my task. I haven't had a job in 25 years. I've had a calling that Jesus called me to do and allows me to do. And there's times I don't feel worthy. When this crazy pandemic first started and uh, we couldn't gather in here and it was before Ken set us up on the Facebook and you couldn't go to the nursing home, you couldn't visit people, you couldn't do nothing other than call them on the telephone. And a reality is that a lot of people don't have that landline anymore. They have these things in their pocket. It's sort of funny seeing folks from not from here, who always say to me, well, I thought you weren't going to get a cell phone. I wasn't going to. Took my cardiologist to tell me I needed to have a cell phone in my pocket in case I fall over, I might have an opportunity to call 911. So I have one. Table is set before us. In a moment, I'm going to ask a blessing upon it. But I got a challenge for you. If I want to be gentle in this, if you don't know where you are at in your relationship with Christ Jesus, after communion, spend time at the altar. Don't leave the building unless you know most certainly, without a doubt, no question about it, that you've accepted Christ as your Savior.
because you know not the hour when he whispers your name. And if you haven't confessed him as Lord and Savior and you walk out this door and you fall over dead, you don't have a second opportunity. You will stand before him. He'll either say, well done, my good and faithful servant, or he will say, depart from me. I knew you not. I don't know where you're all at in your relationship with Christ. But hear those words. I had someone tell me not long ago that uh, I preach too much on salvation and about being born again. And I'm going to continue to preach on salvation and being born again. Because I cannot adjust to the ways of the world because the ways of the world will lead you straight to hell. And I don't know about you, but I've seen glimpses of hell on earth. But that's not nearly as bad as it is if you read Revelation. Because it's a clear picture. Sometimes confusing, but pretty clear what it's going to be like. I don't want any part of that. I want the doghouse in heaven. Because it's greater than it is here. In my father's house, there are many rooms. Any room in my father's house will be more than acceptable for me. He's coming back again. I know not when. You know not when, but he's coming. And you have to be ready. It has to be well with your soul. Or you can imagine how horrible eternity would be. Would you pray with me, please? Sometimes in the quietness, If we listen, we can hear him whisper. Pour out your Holy Spirit on all who are gathered here. On this gift of bread and juice, make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ, we are redeemed by your blood. Redeemed by your blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ. One with each other. One in ministry to all the world. All the world. Until you come in final victory. And we will feast at your heavenly banquet. It's through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. In his holy church. This is holy ground. All honor and glory is yours, almighty Father. Now and forever.
Amen. Are you, Diana, comfortable enough to help me serve communion? Why don't you stay there and let me come to you? I'm going to let you have the basket. I'm giving you one glove, because I only have two. I ask you this morning because I understand scripture that when I am weak, he becomes stronger. You're on this side. No, I'm on this side. Thank you.
I'm going this way. It was just a thought of that extra cupcake made me grow a little bit to where I couldn't fit through there. This is what Jason writes. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. It makes me to lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. <laughs> I surrender all.
I want to invite you to do something. I'm going to step out of the pulpit for a minute. The day they told us that we were being moved to Brown City, we drove over here to check it out. Almost two years ago, we drove by the Parsonage House, and my comment to Karen was, I don't know what we did to deserve this. Uh, <laughs> there were flower, or there were weeds in, there were weeds around the house. They were about this high. Many of you came over and worked marvelously to make the yard look nice. Little did you know there was a rose bush in the front of the house, buried in the weeds. In two years, it's almost tripled in size. This morning, there are probably 20 beautiful salmon-colored roses. And there are probably 50 more buds that are waiting to blossom. I invite you to drive by and see the beauty that you can drop seeds in the weeds and when God's people tends to it, something beautiful comes out of it. And it is one of the most beautiful rose bushes I've ever seen. If the day ever comes when we leave here, Somebody better stand guard on the rose bush. <laughs> because we just might dig it up and take it with us. But it is by all means the master's hand that has created it. God bless you, church, and God bless America. Did, did you change your...